Alberta didn't get its first lottery until the early 1970s, after the criminal code was changed to allow provincial lotteries and sweepstakes. The first permanent casino in Calgary, Cash Casino, opened in 1980. Edmonton got its first the next year. Scratch tickets arrived here in 1981, the $1 tic-tac-toe. VLTs were introduced in the early 1990s over protests from opposition MLAs. In that same decade, sports gambling became legal here, albeit barely. It was offered only by the province with options so limited and odds so bad that savvy bettors stuck to illegal bookies. Today, gamblers in Alberta have more options than ever. The Yellowhead and Elbow River are just two of the province's 24 casinos, found in every big city. Some are open all hours of the day, at least one of them on Christmas. Five are owned by First Nations. Alberta's sixth such casino, Bear Hills, will be opened late this year by the Louis Bull Tribe just off the QE2 by Masquachise. Alberta now has 15,000 VLTs. The machines can be found at another 740 locations in Alberta. What started as one provincial lottery in the 1970s is now nine, with weekly prizes ranging into the tens of millions. These tickets, along with dozens of scratch cards and sports select, can be bought at any of Alberta's 2,865 lottery centers. Our original gambling venues are still thriving. Alberta has 20 bingos and four racetracks. But these are the old ways. Since October 2020, hundreds of thousands of Albertans have been gambling from the comfort of their living room couch through a Crown-owned online casino called Play Alberta. Today, the AGLC's paradoxical mandate is to maintain the integrity of gaming activities while maximizing the financial return to Albertans, akin to a person committing to a healthy diet but also eating as much as possible. AGLC financial documents far prefer the term gaming to gambling. Besides being fun and exciting, gaming creates jobs and business growth, spurs private sector investment, expands consumer choice, and brings in billions annually to the casino industry, charities, and public revenues. In 2022, $307 million went to charities and $1.2 billion went to the government. To get more of us gaming, the AGLC, under the NDP government, trialed new inducements including scratch ticket vending machines in grocery stores. But the big change was Play Alberta. Jason Kenney's UCP government told the regulator to narrow its oversight and focus more on maximizing returns. By mid-2022, the AGLC had cut over 9,100 pieces of red tape. VLTs can now be operated 24 hours a day. Edmonton's and Calgary's airports can host VLTs, and schools and other groups can request larger charity casino takes. Neither the NDP's nor the UCP's platform in 2023 proposed any such changes. Neither use the word gambling at all. Our government is addicted. But as long as citizens keep electing leaders that are happy to fund society on the backs of gamblers, and as long as Albertans like me keep showing up to volunteer, the same might be said for all of us, that we are all addicts. This episode of The Harmonious Gentleman is brought to you by our friends at Blind Man Brewing, makers of Central Alberta's best craft beer, purveyors of delicious tacos, and hosts of all kinds of harmonious fun. They don't like to brag about it, but they've won Brewery of the Year in Alberta and Best in Show at the Canadian Brewing Awards. Head to Lacombe and check them out. Well, 
of podcast episodes were the number of years that Elsie Alcock has lived in the same house in Hoothwaite, Nottinghamshire, England. You'd know this has to be episode 105 <laughs> of The Harmonious Gentleman. I'm Chris. Yeah, I'm Tyler. And I'm Graham. And that was a good deep dive. Yeah. Yeah. I can't imagine. I've lived here for 10 years now, and I like it, but if I did that 10 times over, I can hardly imagine. Yeah. I think that's honorable. It's cool. Stick yeah, it's in one neat. place. She currently lives with her 76-year-old grandson. <laughs> According to the what I read, the article I read. 76-year-old grandson. Yeah, that's, that's kind of neat. That's sweet. Yeah, that's... Yeah. That's sort of crazy. Cool. So we're sitting in Chris's home, and uh, there's a fire. Mm-hmm. Christmas tree on November 29th. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Stockings are hung by the chimney with... Care. Decent care. <laughs> And Pretty there's a big care. TV above them at which we will yeah. stare. Nice. Thanks for having us, Chris. You bet. So kind of got fired up already hearing your introduction there. Mm-hmm. I'm not a big gambling fan. I didn't really realize how much it's permeated sort of everything. Yeah. And so I can't wait to kind of dive in a bit more. The um, snippets I read were by a man named Evan Osenton from Alberta Views. The whole article is worth reading and it's quite long. It's called Who Wants Alberta to Gamble More? all of us and mm-hmm. i encourage you to check it out maybe we could put a link in our show notes for people to to see everything that he said yeah we should um are we should we acknowledge our last episode quickly before we, really we jump should. into this yeah. Yeah. it was we should just say thank you again to jonathan uh luscombe for joining us on that episode about yeah um kind of being queer in central alberta and some of the cool things that he's He's been championing, championing. Yeah, um, for sure. Yeah, we haven't got any official emails or anything in regards to it, but we've heard a few few listeners appreciated it. And uh, if you do have thoughts on it, fire us an email. Let mm-hmm. us know if you have questions or... Yeah, anything. it was a good chat. I've had some good conversations outside of official email channels and they've been overall pretty good. Yeah, yeah nice. It was enlightening and uh, maybe we'll have them back one day. I also think he he gave up his time, but in a risky way, because he, I think, Tyler, you explained that we didn't know he was coming. Right. Yeah. Like he was a surprise guest. If you haven't tuned into that one, you can hear that. But yeah, that was, that's kind of risky for him, I thought. Right. Yeah. He even talked later on about having to look out for his own safety a little bit. Yeah. Um, And I, I wanted to say, well, good for you. Well, Good for you or not good for you just going to someone a random person's home <laughs> right no that's what and i mean like, it, like there's risk there yeah well all he has to do is google us and see how flipping yeah, legit we are <laughs> yeah. it is a pretty yeah it's pretty true we're 105 yeah. episodes in guys we're good yeah yeah people are gonna be like saying no to joe rogan because they don't know who he is you know <laughs> that's right. right they're gonna say yeah. no to joe rogan because he's joe rogan <laughs> uh, anyway yeah thanks again jonathan that was really fun so, Chris, you've got gambling on the table tonight. We've got gambling on the table. There's literally some gambling <laughs> yeah. uh, on the table that we're going to do. I asked you guys to bring $5 in coins. I'm not sure if you remembered that. Oh, just five? I thought 500 Okay. That'll work also. Tyler got I was here to win big. For a little activity later. Um, yeah, this will just be broken into a few sections, like always. Yeah. Uh, and we're going to talk about some themes. and. But I want to hit you guys with some facts pretty soon here. Cool. I'm wondering, like, our listeners, like, are there any, like big gamblers out there like pro gambling i mean there's all kinds of different probably sides and angles to take too in terms yeah. of what kind of gambling we're up to but, yeah but uh generally i'm i'm uncomfortable by the whole endeavor so hmm. i guess we'll see yeah 
we'll find out how uncomfortable you really are on this episode of <laughs> <laughs> This segment is brought to you by Veldheisen Construction. They have been building incredible homes for over 30 years. The Veldheisen team will guide you step-by-step step through the design and build process. The finished product will be your design, your selections, your beautiful home. If you're looking to build in central or northern Alberta, call today to get started. Go to veldheisen.ca or see the show notes to get in touch. So there's a ministry in Alberta for gambling, um, but the, well, not for gambling specifically, but for gaming. <laughs> and there's a commission called the AGLC, which is the Alberta Gaming Liquor and Cannabis Commission. So they're in charge of those three things, gaming or gambling. Remember, the government likes to use the word gaming now, oh, yeah. not gambling. Liquor and cannabis. And they have, um, there's a whole act that you can read, the Alberta Gaming Liquor and Cannabis Act, which I read it's hard to read it's that legalese kind of stuff Mm -hmm. so if you've read the school act or ever looked at like the health act there's one for gaming and liquor and cannabis uh, that talks about like who can run casinos who can own a bingo hall who who can be served there who can come in the doors how old you have to be to do certain things who should get the profits all that stuff so their mission aglc is to create an environment for responsible choices to deliver economic and social benefits for albertans <laughs> that's, a, that's a good statement and their vision because i i love missions and visions is to strengthen alberta through its leading edge gaming liquor and cannabis industries what does that mean right um alberta uses something called a charitable gaming model This is what that means. Charitable organizations who are given licenses to run casinos and bingo events and sell raffle tickets and pull tickets. So in order to participate in that in Alberta, you have to get a license and you have to be a charitable organization to get the license. There are private casino operators who own the casinos, but the casinos are used by charities. So a casino owner has a place where casino games can be played but in order for a casino to happen within a, like a 24-hour period, let's say, a charitable organization needs to get a license to host the casino at that and, venue. And according to the AGLC, the profits need to go to that pro- that charity? A portion of them. A portion. So a portion of the profits go to the owner, a portion yeah. go to the community in return. Is that reg- like? Is that in the in the act yeah, what, what the is the portion, portion? what is a portion i never saw here? the numbers 100%? and i haven't found that i'm sure they're available somewhere okay but, but clearly it's for a private casino owner it's worth doing it's worth doing <laughs> and if you've ever been in a casino or seen a bingo hall like a lot of this is in cash so i think it would also be mm. i'm not saying that people do this but if you were the kind of person to fudge your numbers this would be a great place to do it because you're working in cash all the time. Like you, you could claim some of the cash that came across the table. Right. And you wouldn't claim all of it necessarily. I, right. And I, you, I feel like in gambling circles, I don't think gaming. anybody's sorry, gaming circles. I don't think anybody's <laughs> trying to break the rules like that though. I, okay. I'm a little offended that you'd even say, okay, so I should, I take that back. Can we edit that? <laughs> um, Bingo associations are another um, part of this charitable model, and that's the people who run bingo halls on behalf of member charities. Once again, there's horse track racing operators. Uh, There is one in central Alberta. So the track on two is a horse track. There's only four horse tracks in Alberta. The other one, there's for sure one at Northlands. There's one close to Calgary. And I don't know where the fourth one is. Oh, 
Um, First Nations can operate casinos. Private businesses can run lottery kiosks and VLT lounges. So, for example, Boston Pizza has VLT in the lounge. And, and that's just all they get all the profit. It's like a again, they'd have to give a portion to the government, but they would keep. I don't know if those some of those are going to charity, but I, that it's doled out differently than like hosting a casino. But the government's getting cut of, of, of oh, everything of all big of time. Us. Yeah. And then um, volunteers are part of the charitable gaming model. So have you guys ever volunteered for a casino or a bingo? No, I have. Yeah, it's actually kind of fun. But as when our kids were going through sports, we did it quite a bit. So. Yeah, Where have you done I did it, yeah, I did a bingo hall fundraiser for a volleyball team I was on. Yeah. So you're not getting paid, but you get a portion of that money returned to often the organization you're there supporting. Right. So yeah. I did it a chair one for Lindsay Thurber once, I did it for Spencer's trampoline. And they would get a check at the end of that quarter. So the way that I understood it is for a whole um three month period, the casinos would take in the money and then they would average the winnings or the the returns for three months and divide that up amongst the charities so that like if you had a really slow night and your organization was hosting that night and you wouldn't get less than others they would divide it evenly just to be clear you said they take the the total winnings but that's the winning of the casino yeah so which is actually the loss of the, the people, people using the casino. That's right. So the, and it's only a percentage because a percentage yeah. goes to the government, a percentage goes to the owner of the casino, mm-hmm. and a percentage goes to the charity. So right. what, yeah. I don't know if that's a 50, 25, 25. I'm not sure yeah, yeah. how they divide that. Yeah. But the evening, you know, the, the night that our group went, we got paid $45,000 for, and there was- For like, one night? Yeah. Two, and that So that helped pay like the operating costs for wow. for gymnastics for the year. So it's super lucrative, right? If you can get on the the volunteer list. And then there are also employees who work for the casino or bingo hall or lottery ticket centers. So there, it's not all volunteers. Some of the people there actually work for them. So the AGLC's role in all this is to license and regulate charitable gaming. You can apply for a license and they would... You, 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 you would think they would be very stringent on what they like to, to, to be considered a charity. If it's yeah. that lucrative. Yeah. Like I want to start a podcast charity tonight, right? So and just say, hey, we're having, a, you know, that commit or that um, act that I t- I told you about. It lays out what there's also a charities act in Canada, so and in Alberta, so maybe there's a way for us to do that. Uh, issuing licenses for gaming establishments like casinos, bingo halls, and VLT sites. Registering people who work in the gaming industry. So there's probably testing and background checks they need to do for those people inspecting the establishments to check that games are being run properly so like you're not right counting cards or cheating in the craps table or whatever auditing charities to check that they're using their gaming proceeds as planned that's kind of interesting informing people on how to play responsibly through the game sense brand so this is a good one. So maybe you'll see an ad yeah. that says, are you gaming responsibly? Is gambling becoming an addiction? Investigating criminal gaming activity, owning and maintaining all slot machines, VLTs, lottery terminals, and electric bingo machines in the province. So we used to have a neighbor. His name's Al. Great guy. His job, he worked for the AGLC, and he went around Alberta maintaining VLT and slot machines. So he worked on them. He was, he was an electrician by trade. 
but he would fix these machines when they were malfunctioning. I, I asked earlier what a VLT was because I, I didn't know and I was embarrassed. But if anyone's listening who doesn't know. A video lottery terminal. So cool. it looks kind of like a slot machine, yeah. but you could play different games. They confuse my kids because they always ask about them. Like an arcade I always, game. I always they look down, like a video game. Yeah. I always kind of downplay it. Well, it's not really. But it's a game. Like, looks like fun. It's like, well, it's different than Mario Kart, but yeah, it's hard to explain. So that's a little bit about kind of hmm. what we've got going on in the province. Can you, is it still handy, the either the mission or the yeah. the goal of the AGLC again? So the mission is to create an environment for responsible choices to deliver economic and social benefits for Albertans. Okay. The vision is to strengthen Alberta <laughs> through its leading edge gaming, liquor, and cannabis industries. Okay, so okay. before we kind of, I ask you guys some questions or you ask me more, Here, the proceeds from gaming are invested back in our communities. Charitable organizations deliver their services with proceeds from paper bingo, casino table games, raffles, and pull tickets. Um, and then a few statistics for you. Recent studies suggest that over 80% of adults in Alberta gamble at least once a year. So four out of every five adults wow. in Alberta gambles at least once a year. But we can think, talk about what that yeah, would include. But I think even Graham, you said you don't gamble. I bet you gamble once a year. You think so? You said last year that you bet money on the Oilers. That's gambling. You've played yeah. poker with me for like 10 bucks. Okay. I feel like I'm being attacked here. No, I'm, I just, I'm just, <laughs> I also, this bought, got spicy quick. I also bought 50, 50 tickets at the Blue Jays game. Yeah. Right. Does that count? That's yeah. what, that's what yeah, I, that that's my point is like definition. you're, you're part of that 80%. Oh, I'm a gambler. Yeah, you're right. You're right. But yeah, there's yeah. a difference yeah. between. Well, guess what? Gambling. Almost everybody is a gambler. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I'm, I don't feel attacked. Okay, um, good. I wasn't trying to attack. In <laughs> Alberta, those 80% of adults spend $23 billion a year on legal, ga legal gambling activities. Sorry. Let me repeat that. <laughs> $23 billion is spent in Alberta on legal no gambling that is what? a hard to fathom number wait a minute in alberta in, in alberta, one year in a year billion and That's then this is the next line this is off of aglc <laughs> like a, a fact sheet of theirs what's worrying however <laughs> is that two out of three young albertans have gambled at least once as well while this tends to be done via betting on cards with friends or wagering money on pool games, some also bet with friends on professional sports. Remember, professional sports is a category that has just in the last three years become legal to bet on in Alberta. No kidding. This could be an issue because a gambling addiction may start to form even before young people are legally allowed to gamble online. In fact, a study conducted by Alberta Health Services concluded that youths aged 12 to 24 are at an increased risk of developing gambling issues. That's earth-shattering data. Yeah, I'm glad they're so <laughs> forthright with that. I feel like this we're going to see something shifting, hey? When when you watched Hockey Night in Canada growing up, beer, 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 trucks of beer. Maybe cigarette ads, player cigarettes, cigarettes or sure. something. So everyone drank. Now, no one's going to drink. Gamble, gamble, gamble. Gamble time. Cannabis. And 2% yeah. <laughs> of Canadians 15 and over suffer from gambling-related problems. I feel like that's not. Can you say that number again? 2% of Canadians... So 80% have gambled at least once. Yeah. 2% have a problem. We can define that soon. Does that number seem low to anyone else? That seems low. But seems low to me. Okay. When it you seems like that, 2%, like that 23 billion 
could be more of a problem. Is is like is a is problematic, and it, I don't think it's mostly two percent. So those the, yeah, the 2%. those two percent are spending twenty of that billion. But people have money too, right? Like, anyways. right. Um, Australia has a real gambling problem. Just for interest' sake, seven point two percent of Australians have a gambling issue, as defined by. Wow. I can define that for you soon if you'd like. And only 0.5% of Brits suffer from it. So Canada is kind of among the countries with a moderate gambling addiction problem. I would love to, to know the paper. differences in policy between those three different nations. Yeah, that's right? a, I don't know. There, there I should have looked be, into that, right? but that's it's a good not, question. Yeah. Yeah. And I wonder or you what, would assume there is. And I would also assume that we are trending in the wrong direction. Right? Like there, if you look at the data over, maybe the data is not available yet, but... Do you have something like that? Like, has it been increasing or decreasing? Um, I do. I would take me a sec. It's somewhere okay. here. Yeah. Well, we can go there later. Men, do you think, are they more or less likely to gamble? More. More. Yeah. Three times more likely to gamble than women. Okay. So I guess based on all that, <laughs> those the st- stats and some of those facts, any thoughts My, or questions? I've, the reason I had you re restate the mission or the goal of the AGLC is because that piece about the to promote responsibility or responsible gaming and then also to return the the benefits to the community or or something like that that sounds really good yeah right but then and even the some of the the policies of charitable like it need the the profits need to be divided among some charitable organizations and things like that that a lot of it does sound good like it's actually helping but at the end there you touched on the okay some people do have gambling addiction and there's young people gambling so it's when we are returning the money to the community it's coming it's coming from the community right right and it's making and it's while it's doing that we're feeding off of addicted populations we're also happen to be making casino owners wealthy Oh yeah, like really wealthy. So I think. it's it's interesting. Like my initial reaction to the data was, I was trying to be like my initial reaction is I'm going to not like this because I don't I know mm. gambling is bad, but then it was oh this actually sounds pretty good. Yeah, but I'm right back to it's actually kind of you, you got the old switcheroo going. Yeah, it it I just keep thinking about like the same group governs alcohol, cannabis, and this. And they're all similar in, in they're different in many ways, but they're also similar in that you're trying to you're trying to tax something that's gonna happen anyway. So it's almost like right, let's benefit from it. So let's at least benefit from this. Like it's gonna be a problem. People are gonna drink and they're gonna gamble and they're gonna partake in the cannabis. But it's like I don't know. It does. It makes me uncomfortable, but it's also. I can see there's the two arguments there. One is they're going to do it anyway, so we need to regulate it sure. to keep it safe for, yeah. and fair for people, and we can also take a cut. Sure. And both of those things, I'm not saying I agree with, but that would be the argument. But I also feel like what you laid out earlier, it's almost like we'll take a cut, but then we'll get a little more. No, let's get a little more. Like you mentioned it as an addiction and it's quite a. And interestingly, in Evan's article, he talks about the NDP really opened up some opportunities they're the ones who created the play alberta website yeah and then when kenny came in they cut all this red tape Nine thousand one hundred um policies or, or like maybe wow. stop signs well, were changed to make things easier and more and did anybody care as that was happening like, can we 
Look, uh, who, I, look, did I anybody did know? Did I wasn't anybody... a fan of a lot of what they did, but like, I don't remember reading anything about that at all. But then the ads start coming up on, and you're like, oh, things must have changed because right. I can suddenly do all this betting from my. It'd be phone. like the again the goal, the stated goal to promote to promote responsible gaming, and per, say, they'd probably say the same thing about alcohol or yeah cannabis they're they're promoting responsible use of of those things that seems false to me at least at least to it's maybe not fully true (laughs) i mean that even that sounds too generous but like it's but if you were the government it'd be very it'd be a very tempting way to make money right because yeah like there it's there for you it's there for the taking the the people who I remember the sports gambling ads used to always say only available in Ontario. I yeah, that's that. right. Yeah. And or then come back so sometimes. the mm-hmm. people who are intrigued by that or want to try it, um, whether they have a gambling addiction or an issue or not, they'd be fine with a government saying, let's, let's cut the red tape. It's mm-hmm. here now. It It's, it's just too tempting of a, a way to to make money and even we talked about fundraising like <clears throat> like uh, uh by volunteering in these places where when you do that you're also benefiting from people's addictions and i don't know how that feels right but. yeah those are all good points this segment is brought to you by cilantro and chive delicious and creative dishes a huge variety of locally crafted drinks and building community in red deer and lacombe they're the gents favorite place to grab a bite so i i view gambling not all gambling as being exactly the same like i i like playing cards for small amounts of cash uh on occasion yeah right and i i do as well i've been to a horse track once or twice in my life and i thought it was fun and i would probably do it again right so when i think about those actions i don't view them the same as uh going and playing the slots or um having an app on your phone where you're constantly betting on sports games nightly it, is does, that does but are they the ha- exact same what does it have to do with what for you justifies that they're different i think frequency yeah um is it the communal aspect of and it and quantity of cash that i'm okay. willing to that that is being risked you can kind of think about this like like alcohol everything you're saying yeah. i can kind of think it related to alcohol same thing drink once in a while i know mm-hmm. when to stop frequency and quantity it's about being social doing something with other people versus having a beer by myself or playing a vlt alone like maybe there's a comparison there too right on sports games in the shower (laughs) (laughs) yeah well yeah i think that's a good a good comparison with like the with alcohol um because yeah on both both fronts like you can have a problem with alcohol with frequency where it's just a daily thing that you can't stop doing, but you can also have a problem with quantity, mm-hmm. right? Where like one is not enough. And then I think with gambling, I think of it the same way. Every once in a while it's fun, but then also like, even if I did it once in a while, I would have a problem with 
someone saying let's play poker but a hundred bucks a hand even mm. if it was once a year i i wouldn't do that like that's just yeah i would see that as because you can't afford it or because <laughs> yeah yeah well, you're not good enough maybe to if i had more money hands. i would view it maybe it's all relative but yeah um and but chris you also said something about the communal aspect of it um which I think is important. That wasn't what I was thinking initially, but I just that my mind. But when I thought about my those my things own, sound like you're with other people. Yeah, my the gambling actions that I have enjoyed are probably just as much about the communal aspect of it. But. As I listened to you, as you're saying those things, Tyler, I think I was trying to like figure out what it is about gambling I don't like. And I think early, like when we first started, I just was kind of fired up. Yeah, but I don't think it's gambling that I hate. I think it's I think it's the advertising that really bothers me. I think it's like the advertising of of anything that is controlled and taxed and is quote unquote like not good for you in large quantities, or you have to be a certain age in this province to partake. But then you plaster all over screens and advertising. I think that's what bothers me more than anything else. So it's like cigarettes. We do not advertise cigarettes anymore. We used to with cartoon characters like Joe Camel. Well, even vapes. Right? Sure, like and for they, a short period, and they've yeah, exactly. They had to catch up to that, but I feel like with it's like all of a sudden we're okay with like throwing sports gambling in everyone's face, regardless of age, and pretend like that's fine. And like, I don't think it's fine. In an NHL game, you'll see maybe one Hyundai ad and five gambling ads right. in an intermission. And it used to be I'm growing up like beer ads every every you know. But even that is like why? Maybe we shouldn't be advertising it. Everyone knows where to go get a beer. Everyone knows. Right. But like, why do you have to put it in those public, not public places, but you know what I mean, communal spaces for kids and stuff? Because they, they, in their own literature, they talk about kids and, and, oh, it's worrying. It's like, well, then why are you shoving Connor McDavid getting paid millions of dollars to like talk about how awesome gambling is for these impressionable kids? Like, it's, a, it's kind of bullshit. Like, they know it's not cool. Well, and the government, like, maybe I'm wrong about this, but I think would be the ones who disallowed or eventually stopped advertising for tobacco and yeah. alcohol right, right. Mm-hmm. For sure. and now they're kind of like turning a blind eye to the gap like we also know this is the same sort of thing oh, but sure. we're gonna go whole hog on it while we yeah they're gonna make hay while the sun shines yeah they did the same like that's their motivation is not despite the the mission statement of the aglc like it is not to protect like people no it's not Right? It's, it's to support community endeavors with money. It, it well, he got one <laughs> word right. It's like it's, and they will like respond to lobbyists, and they will eventually. I'm sure we'll see way less advertising, right? But in the right. meantime, make as much as possible mm-hmm. because it's too easy. It's too easy, right? And like they're they're preying on. I think. Like I said before, the different types of gambling, they're preying on both. The casual people who don't have an addiction, just doing it for fun with some friends. Right. And I and I know people who gamble that way and I, I don't actually see it as a problem in their life, but they're also they're making a lot of money off people's addiction that is destroying lives. And kid, my my students talk about it. They're and for sure some of them probably do it. Oh for sure. Yeah. I don't have the numbers in front of me but i did read some statistics about uh the lowest income bracket of people have the highest rate of um get problem gambling well, not to say there aren't people in other income brackets but that's where the majority of them and are. maybe some of that is like that's a way out yeah right sure and you're you chasing go, you're preying on that and 
I think with students too, I don't know about if you guys follow much about the video game sphere over the years, but like the microtransactions and the gambling type within games, within video games has kind of exploded in the last 10, 15 years. Kind of started with the FIFA games where you'd play online and what you could do is you could earn these packs of in-game cards for players to add to your team. Hmm. And then I'd forget some a CEO, a guy who's still in the industry, monetized it. It was like, you can actually pay to get these better packs of cards. And now you're paying to have a better team against people online. And that's kind of where it all started. So clever, hey? The way they integrate all yeah. that stuff is actually really technologically really advanced. It really is. And it's funny how you called it gaming because... Cause it's infusing gaming. And so like now kids, they play those, these games on their phone. They're free to play models. Well, and almost like is the gaming world setting them up to be gamblers? That's, that's what I'm saying. I, I think it's training them. Yeah. Like I've, I've asked kids well, lots about these games and it's like, do you, do you care about this? And it's like, well, they're free to play games and so they need to make money somehow. But those things are in... Yeah, but they're free to play for a reason. Yeah. But now, yeah, anyway, there's, there's more to it than that. But I, I think talking about kids, I think that's where they're getting them for sure is games and, and normalizing it normalizing is a good yeah way to say that i think i just want to buy a video game like banjo kazooie and just play it just for a few hours it. i don't want to have to buy special yeah. in-game yeah. coins to, to get banjo? a special hat you save up for months to buy the game yeah and it works and you and play it, it as long as you can yeah i tell you i finally own or, oh, got that new tribe in polytopia i'm pretty pumped so i got three <laughs> like sort of categories but in order to sort of play some games here i've got cards that um, align with the categories we're going to try. Okay. So this is just to give us a random order to talk about things. So if somebody pulls a king, we're going to talk about risk first. If they pull a queen, we're going to talk about chance. And if they pull a jack, we'll talk about reward. Tyler, risk, you want to chance, pull reward. a card? Sure. Do I get yeah. to put money on it? You should. I'm watching these guys play <laughs> cards. This is horrifying. They got the queen. Okay. The queen means we're going to start by talking about chance. Chance is just the possibility of something happening. Mm -hmm. And I think part of gambling is about taking chances, right? So I have a couple questions here, but in order to determine what question I'm going to ask, I'm going to ask Graham to roll the red dice that is on that little okay, board. Here we go. Rolling it. Now I should have asked, are you going to buy into the fact that I'm just going to ask you a question and I hope you can come up cold turkey with an Let's answer. Let's go for it. That's, okay. that's what we're doing. I, I rolled a four. Okay. So... The question about chance for you, Graham, is do you believe in coincidences? Uh, why or why not? Do I believe in coincidence? Like, do I believe that they... Like, how would you define that coincidence maybe? Or is, like, are coincidences a thing? Or is that, like some people will say, there are no coincidences. And I think there are plenty of coincidences. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't think... Are we talking like cosmic events here? Sure, yeah? could be. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, that's you guys know me. I, I, I think sometimes coincidences can be quite stark and quite amazing, but at the end of the day, that's still what they are in my mind. They're just coincidences. Like, just you view a coincidence as just random chance. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Do you attribute some things that happen to you as like, wow, I can't believe that happened. It must, there must be a reason for it. Or is everything just like... That could have happened no, or it could have not happened. Oh, man. This is a deeper question than I thought. <laughs> I mean, there have been times where, you know, I've felt something or something's happened and I felt like, wow, like this is this is what I, this is it, right? And in the moment, it feels a little more ethereal and like yeah, profound. Yeah. But give it a few days and I'm like, ah, oh, sweet, that happened. Okay. Right on. So maybe my logical side just like beats down the... <laughs> the 
I don't know. Sounds like a pretty lame way to live. But no. I don't know. Like, no. That's kind of what I... Yeah. So, for instance, um, that story I told about the car I bought. Yeah. I remember I drove home from Surrey and I, and I didn't know how to get home and I ran out of gas right as I pulled up to my house after a couple hours of driving. Yeah. And like literally chugged to a stop in front of my house. And that was a moment where I thought like, that's kind of... That's something. You know what I mean? Something to that. But now I look back and it's like, ah, oh, pretty good luck on that one. Like, <laughs> like I was going to run out of gas somewhere and it just yeah, happened, it happened to be in front to be, of my yeah. house. So that's a good question. I'd, I could probably rethink it and give a better answer later, but that's what I got. No, I, I, I wanted this good. to be a little bit like rapid fire. Yeah. Uh, Tyler, do you feel comfortable rolling a dice? Or did you want to well, say I, anything about coincidence? Yeah. Well, I, I feel similar. I, I would say to Graham where I just, the word is coincidences. Like they're just two incidences that happened to line up yeah and the the odd usually we say something is oh what a coincidence when the odds of those two incidences lining up mm. is just the odds are really low mm-hmm. just like drawing a card out of the deck if i were to say chris there's 52 cards in this deck what card is it going to be you say a king i pull a king like there's no not necessarily divine intervention there it's just those two things those lined up and it's, yeah. it feels special because right. you knew the odds were low of that happening. Same with the gas. The odds that you ran out of gas there could have ran out anywhere in that neighborhood. Like the odds were low, so it feels in the moment yeah. special. But I would I would agree with Graham that I think it's more just two incidences. L- last year, I had a pack of cards in front of the class that I would that we play the game sometimes. And I did this thing where I would, just for fun, just kill a few seconds at the end, I would have a card picked and I would ask each kid, like, guess what card this is? Just the number or face, not not the suit. And, you know, you go around until someone gets it. And then, you know, it, I tell them about odds and how there's was it 13, whatever. Like the odds are two of you will guess correctly. And that averages out. This one student, he guessed correctly four times in a row. Hmm. So four so days, the odds of that. So we calculated the odds in our class and it was amazing. And it was one of those things where I just thought like, what's, is he seeing the reflection? Other people may ever, that you might not witness that again in your life. And it was, if I, you did that I kind of got goosebumps the, on, especially the third and fourth day. I thought, no way the fourth time. And That's was, awesome. So Chris, you're the one asking the questions, but I have a question for mm-hmm. both of you. Like, so then is the, is there such a thing as luck or is that one of your questions? Am I spoiling it? It is, but we might not get it. So <laughs> like, is that kid just lucky? Right. People and gamers. Can, or can you be on a lucky streak? Gamers like, for sure will talk this way, right? Mm-hmm. I played craps for the first time in my life in Vegas a couple months ago. I had no idea how the game worked. Somebody had to teach me. And I was the new guy at the table. Everybody at the table was like, oh, new guy luck. We can't wait till it's your turn to roll the dice. Because new people always bring luck to the craps table. And this is like people from all over North America yeah. Yeah. betting lots of money. I'm piddling away with my like minimum bet for <laughs> half an hour but um it's just interesting how people talk about that yeah, stuff they well, believe it for sure yeah if you ask that you, that same class of students graham you're gonna do it one more time so you got four in a row and you yeah. said everybody who do you want like i'll buy everybody sure. pizza yeah who do you want to pick the number for sure they're gonna pick that of kid course. who just hit four in a row because they believe that there is something lucky about yeah yeah him i don't that's my answer i don't think that is a thing but I can see how it's, I think it's the same thing when the odds are so low, mm-hmm. it feels special and we need to explain that in some way. I would say it appears that some people have better luck than others. Like if you're, if you're a, like chances of winning the lottery are one in 13 billion or whatever they are, then somebody might win the lottery twice or three yeah. times. Yeah. And that has happened. Mm-hmm. Like there, it appears that they have 
like I get that that's just odds. I know that yeah. that's true, but it appears that they're lucky. Well, because you want to, we need something to explain it why they're getting it, we're not. And you can but, get that feeling walking into a casino or watching like I could do that. That could be me. That I, it could be yeah. my turn. Well, when I when I um at the the Jays game when I got the, the ticket fifty fifty ticket like the the amount was so astronomical that I just couldn't help but walk around that day thinking like oh I think it'll be what would I do with I have this? a feeling you know like yeah. it's funny how you get so wrapped up in that moment where it's like you have no chance of winning this right well but there is a tiny you, one here and it can actually make you, you think just about it all day long chances everybody else you know yeah that's fun should I roll the dice sure try and about a way to Listen, gamble Tyler on this. is now um, grasping the red die. <laughs> Shaking, blowing, rolling. It's a three. It's three. a three. Oh, I was hoping that you it's my would lucky get this. number. This is your question. <laughs> I, throws a three. I think I know the answer already, but I'm going to ask it anyway, Tyler. Are you superstitious? No. But I. This is a crappy segment. Sorry, <laughs> listeners. <laughs> but it's fun to it's fun to play into it a little bit. But like, I wonder if you are, are there anything, anything in your life that you're superstitious about in any way, a thing you do that there's no reason to really do it, but you know, well, there's like routine. Mm -hmm. Like if, uh, I'm trying to think of an example, like the way I tape my hockey stick before a game or like, do you do I, it the same way every time? I kind of do, but I don't do it because I think like you found the most like efficient maybe way to it's tape a your stick? tradition or it's just like the way I do things and I like doing it that way. Or, but I could call it a superstition if I wanted to, but I don't really believe that it, it will impact the outcome anything. or like, I guess I could stick with the hockey thing right now. I have a stick that is pretty broken. Like the end of it is mush. Like it's not a good stick anymore, but I want to keep using it because I've been scoring goals. That's superstition. So isn't I know, it? but I don't really believe it's the stick. It's just kind of fun when people say okay. your stick is so broken. It's kind of fun just to yeah. say, but it's it's my lucky stick. I don't actually believe that it's lucky, but it's like a cultural yeah. norm or, or something do. that we do. We talk about. But it's kind of um, fun to assign that to something. Yeah. Like it's a, yeah, but yeah. I don't actually believe in any of these superstitious things. I had a shirt that I wore in college to all of our gigs, and it was like my gig shirt. And I remember that, like not wearing it one night, and it didn't go well. So I sort of thought I better wear that shirt next time. That's kind of superstitious, right? Like that's kind yeah. of if I you think, actually believed that that was why. Well, you, even if you're like uh, entertaining the thought, perhaps you're yeah giving a little superstitious. Chris, are you superstitious? I I don't think so. And there's times when people will say things like, "Oh, you know, the kids are acting weird today because of the full moon," and I'll be <laughs> like, "Let me tell you about the full moon mythology," and and then I'm kind of a buzzkill because people don't yeah. want to hear that. People it's talk like, about that all the time like guess what people there's no like, there's no factual <laughs> evidence to suggest that Kids what the, harder, yeah. that, that, the that, amount that, of light that you can see on the surface of the moon that's that is impacting bias people. thing because because you're waiting for it right you're waiting you're, for it and you're also the full moon is noticeable so mm -hmm. you're gonna you can assign something that happened that was weird to something that oh and it's a full moon oh yeah like right. I right. think those things are happening, but people will swear people who work in an emergency room or people who have had a weird day in school yeah. that the full moon impacts. Yeah. It's even why we use the word lunatic. Okay. Let's move on to another category. Oh, I didn't know that. Pretty sure. Learn, learns. <laughs> okay. Graham, you want to pull a card? We only have two categories left. So your chances of getting. Okay. 
Here we go. I'm going to pull this card right here, and it is a jack. Okay. Uh, do you want a break or keep going? Let's have a quick pause for a word from our sponsors, and then we'll get right to Jack. This segment is brought to you by the King's University in Edmonton, Alberta, offering an exceptional liberal arts education from a Christian perspective. King's degree programs integrate internships, work learning, study abroad experiences, and research opportunities. The King's University, bright hope for tomorrow. So I pulled the jack, Chris. Okay, well, let's talk about risk. How would you define risk? A board game that (laughs) causes problems. Um, Risk, uh, that's kind of a hard word to to define. Like, it is what it is. Like, risk, you take a chance. You usually take a risk in order to obtain something that you want, like a reward, right? Like, you're, you're taking a risk for something, and some things are more risky than others, so some things are much... Yeah, I don't know. How do you define risk? I don't know. Do you want me to try? Yeah, I can't really do Go it. for it, Tyler. Like you, you put something on the line mm. in the hopes that the reward, that there will be a return that is greater. Hmm. Yeah, that's, I what I, that's what I was going to say, but <laughs> better. <laughs> yeah, I, that's a great way to define it, I think. It, there's a chance of something happening that could be negative mm-hmm. in risk. Yeah. People try to mitigate it by putting things in place that might protect themselves, like insurance or... Uh, safety measures like I have to have a railing around my balcony that that kind of mitigates risk sometimes being in community and sharing things with other people helps to do that too mm-hmm. people accept a certain level of risk I would say in the things that they do like driving a car you know that you could get in an accident but the chances are low so you're mm-hmm. you're going to do it and if you know like me that you're the world's best driver you can avoid mm-hmm. things you happening really to you on the road yeah um Some people actually chase risk and there's some studies that say young men uh, in particular will take physical risks to show off their strength and daring to Mm -hmm. the opposite sex or to the same sex if they're attracted to them. Women in general take more social risks, which this article pointed out to me, which I don't really Mm. get the like evolutionarily. Can you think of why that would be? Mm. Or is this just somebody commenting and saying women take more social risks? But I don't know if that's even I can't even really. I think like going to meet a new person or like putting themselves out there in front of a group mm. of people. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. There is probably an evolutionary explanation, but like an advantage for some reason for that. Maybe. Some people love excitement and take bigger risks for entertainment. So you might mm. kind of get caught up in it's fun to do something because it's risky. It seems like you're going to say something, Tyler. Well, I think risk is not the board game but just risk it is fun i think like if you think about the fun a lot of the activities we do for fun there is an element of an element of risk like Like, do you think that's what makes them fun almost everything yeah almost anything we do has risk like Like, give me some examples well podcast yeah like putting this podcast out there i think the fun Mm -hmm. is not knowing if it's going to be a success or or art of any kind just like you're putting yourself out there Mm -hmm. and it's Mm -hmm. risky that's true yeah. or like playing sports like you could get hurt it, you could get hurt you could lose you could you increase dumb. your chance if you're lo- like if you're losing in a, a doesn't even have to be a sport just a game if you want to win which for a lot of people that's the fun of a game is trying to win you may need to I was gonna say gamble <laughs> take a risk like put more yeah. make more moves in this direction to yeah 
I guess the difference so. is like what's on the line. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. In the gambling context versus what's on the line for us if someone doesn't like the podcast. Well, you know, I'll be sad for a bit and I'll move on. There but might think, be though people who participate in certain things. They could be participating in the same thing as somebody else and they each have a different level of risk because of what yeah, I don't know how I would even finish that sentence. What they're um how vulnerable they are in a certain area maybe or what they care about. Like if I play a board game, I don't care if I win. I like being with people. Other people I can tell it really matters to them. So is it riskier for them? I don't know, maybe. Like a gambling addict, are they addicted to risk? Yeah, like, maybe. Like what is the thing that I they I think are? some probably are. Yeah. Well, because risk comes with with reward. Like you can't have risk without reward with potential without potential reward. So when yeah, you, if, if something if you was say, only risky and only dangerous, like there's you not, wouldn't do you it. You wouldn't even call it a risk. I don't think maybe it it's just be stupid. A risk. Yeah, like you're gonna go stand in front of a train and let it hit you. Like that's just stupid. Mm-hmm. But you're gonna go stand in front of a train and hopefully get out of the way in time. There's a reward there. You survived, <laughs> like dodging yeah. a train. Like it's. I think you can't have risk without reward. So if someone's addicted to risk, they're also addicted to the reward side of it or the potential sure. for it. you can't have both or you can't have them you can't have reward without can you have reward without risk i guess hmm. is the other side of it but do you think that there people are like have very different ways of assessing risk like people are some people are really yeah. good at it some people are really not good at it and that's part of how we navigate through I think or, so because or, there would be people who just say that is not worth it. Yeah. Or are they better or maybe their yeah, threshold for what is rewarding or risky is different than mine. Their threat yeah, threshold is a good word or perception of risk. Mm-hmm. Like some people don't th- don't like roller coasters because it makes them sick. Others don't like it cuz they feel like it's dangerous. Yeah. Right? And that the risk for me to go on a roller coaster or a friend who is afraid of them because they think it's too risky. Like the risk is actually the exact same for both of us. Right. But I perceive the reward as more worth it, I suppose. Than they I do. think if you, if you're not convinced of, of risk, yeah, you're, you're going to, somebody could tell you, I don't think you should do that. It's too risky. And you're like, no, I've thought about it and it's actually not risky or as risky as you are. Yeah. Or the reward in the same sense they would say the reward isn't worth it yeah and you would just say yeah the reward is worth it but sometimes you can't convince another person to be as afraid of a risk as you are are. because they've already considered it i guess yeah i think also brain damage from drugs alcohol and trauma can we know can alter the risk centers of the brain so people who have had damage in utero from drugs or alcohol or who are addicts can actually have um yeah they'll they'll take part in riskier things because they don't perceive it the same Hmm. okay well where do we go next with risk let's find out by oh tyler go ahead i was just i had that that thought where do we go next i guess with gambling bring it back to gambling yeah right like the the fun in gambling is that like if we were all to put two dollars on the table pick a number Whoever, and we roll a dice, whoever gets that, if we hit our number, we win all the, we win the money. Yeah. Like that's a bit of fun, right? Like we, we put money, we risked that $2 for the potential to win. You see that four. board there? Yeah. That is a, something we're going to do after this oh, segment. Oh, sweet. Cause that, like that is fun. It makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> but Don't. when gambling, and I would view that as, we could do that right now and I would not see that as a problem. Right. But if 
you if you were to lose and now you are willing to risk again to try to like make up for what you just lost yeah like you can't move. chasing yeah yeah chasing you we talked about that during the break i think that's where the problem comes if you take a risk or you gamble you need to be willing to accept the like if it's a risk like it's actually pretty likely you're gonna lose yeah right the higher the risk the higher the reward the more fun it could be but, but you the, have to be willing to the greater chance you could lose yeah yeah but i think the problem comes where you kind of have a you flip it around you think i'm gonna risk this the reward is huge but i'm not stopping until i get that mm. um yeah where it's it's like risk for like reward at all costs yeah yeah like i'm i'm not taking the risk for the fun of it i'm taking the risk for the reward hmm. and if i don't get the reward i'm gonna take the risk again and if i don't get it, i'm gonna keep doing it again but if you do the risk for kind of either outcome i had fun in the moment gambling there or trying for it i think that i feel like i need to submit this this is this is helping me even kind of think about how i how yeah, i define I like, the gambling like problem describe that. i also wonder too about people who are younger they're not maybe as good at assessing risk or they don't quite like a lot of people i think legitimately think i'm gonna i'm gonna beat the casino i'm gonna win like i'm i'm smart i can play these games like got my lucky socks on well think of these ads that we're talking about i keep looking at the tv that's not on they talk a lot about chance and a lot about reward there's no discussion about risk no there's a vague mention of it maybe a vague like if you have problems yeah yeah okay don't end the segment because i have questions to ask you if you roll that dice all right here we go i'm rolling three what are some risks graham you wish other people would take maybe somebody connected to you closely so I'm going to edit this in like I came up with this answer immediately, but I needed a moment. Um, there's people in my life who, who, I would, who I would say something about who I don't really want to uh, on the podcast, but I will say, uh, and you know who you are. <laughs> are you talking to us? <laughs> yeah. No, but I, I wish that like a lot of the young people I meet through teaching would be willing to take more risks. Um, generally, just to, to share their point of view. Like, I don't know how you guys feel about it, but I think a lot of kids are petrified of people not agreeing with them or sharing their point of view. Anything that would make them unique. I think a lot of students, or anybody when they're young, they're trying to fit in. They're trying to be like someone else or like something else. And they're scared to maybe embrace or figure out who they are. And that's probably a normal thing about growing up. But when I see certain students, I'm, I, I'm like, hey, like you have some really great things to say. I wish you would take a risk. And mm-hmm. I think those social risks are huge at that age. And so it's not easy. But would you guys, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know students like yeah, that? Yeah, no, I like that. That's, I agree. Yeah. So I, yeah. Not, not specifically anything I, I, want, I don't want to say, but you know what I mean? Just like students that like, I know you have something to say. I just wish you would. You know, mm-hmm. I think you'd learn a lot and, you, and you'd enlighten other people. Take like, the, yeah, take the chance. And it can be as easy as just put your hand up and answer a question that I know you know how to do. And you know? that, and the danger in that risk for kids must be so high socially that yes. they're it's yeah. paralyzing. Yeah. And I think the goal of a good teacher is to create an environment where they don't feel hundred percent agree. Like if, right. if you're doing a good job, or, or at least you're trying to remove those barriers of risk for kids in the, in a classroom, or get them to see the reward, right, of it, doing that. It's well, not that it's risk free. It's that your risk will be worth it, or that it's even though it's risky, it's still safe. 
And yeah, it's, it's not as high. Like, the risk isn't as high as you're perceiving it to be. Well, I'll give Tyler some props because you showed me a video of a project your kids did, uh, a protest song. Did mm-hmm. you see that video, Chris? No. You should show you. It's amazing. Like, it's this room full of students who are being goofy and they're singing and they're dancing and not being goofy, but they're being vulnerable. Yeah. Yeah. All with each other at the same time. And it's amazing. Like, I, I that's that's what we want to try and do as teachers and as parents too and stuff. But mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. that that was really cool time. Yeah. Yeah, that project. Thanks. Shout out to any Social 10 students who might yeah, be listening very to this. impressive. We're proud of you. Yeah. Cool. I actually had, Graham, I, you were talking about students. I, I just had a conversation today. Actually, it was with one of my own kids, but it was about a school situation. And I was referring to one of my students who was just devastated or what's the right word? Uh, paralyzed by like shyness mm-hmm. and anxiety. And I was talking about how I told my daughter, I said, if you see someone like this at school, I hope you're willing mm to just go because like, I kind of described what the student is like I said like, t- just go sit beside them and just ask how they're doing and it might be super awkward like they'll probably won't like, re- respond to you but I just I really encourage you to say something kind to people like that let them know that you know that they're there and my, da- my daughter's like okay uh, like, mm-hmm. I'll try but my daughter's also fairly shy so mm-hmm. um but anyways, I was really trying to encourage that kind of risk taking. I didn't use the word risk, but so that would be my, my mm-hmm. take on it yeah. too. Like I agree with the participating in class, but also take the risk of like talking to someone you wouldn't normally talk to. Yeah. Or Empathy risk. Right. And like the worst the thing is the risk in that scenario is almost zero, right? Like if it's kids just could, uncomfortable. could understand that. Because often that awareness comes later when you're like, oh, I blew my chance at that and yeah. I should have done it. That's one of the, the tragedies of life is that yeah. you wish you could go back. Wisdom you, comes with experiences of not doing something. Right. And yeah. And good question, Chris. Tyler, you ready to roll the dice? Yeah. For a risky question? Yeah. I know what it's going to be. Do you? Yeah, one. I knew it. Yeah. He told me earlier. Is that I'm going to roll a one. I knew later. it was a one. Oh, okay, okay. I should have so put money on it. Here's question one. I would have got it right. What's a risk you have taken in your life that has paid off? So a risk that I've taken that has paid off... I'm thinking back to the early days of my teaching. Sorry for listeners for all the teaching stories, but that is what we do. All the anti-teachers have left a long yeah. time ago. <laughs> uh, I had a, actually this, poker. <laughs> yeah, I had a, a mentor teacher who who told me that first of all they made me feel safe to take a risk by telling me like, "Hey, yeah. you're going to be okay. Like you're a solid teacher," but. I encourage you to take a risk, do something out of your character for the benefit of the kids and just like engage them in some silliness. I was teaching like grade five or six students. So I really struggled with what I should do, but I, I took the risk of uh, rapping in front of the class. And if you've listened to this podcast, you know, I've also taken the risk of rapping at a wedding 
<laughs> and that one were these in the similar time frame kind of okay but the, the that's my favorite all-time <laughs> podcast moment by the way uh, the, so the 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 wedding incident it did not pay off but i felt safe enough to do it because i had taken a huh. risk earlier um <laughs> with the the guidance of this mentor teacher where i i fully um, and it is not my persona to be really goofy or improvise or like act silly but I, I went to the phone and I, I'm like, oh, the special guest is here? Okay, I'll be right down. And I hung up and I told my students, I'll be right back. Our, our special guest for today's lesson is here. And I left the room and I came back in in costume and was very enthusiastic and pretended to be another person, MC Math, and had like loud music and flashy lights and I danced around and I rapped about triangles. Hmm. And it... Like it, it genuinely changed how I am as a teacher. I still mm. don't, I don't do that regularly, but it cha- it showed me that I can do some of that out of yeah. the box stuff. And yeah. so that would be the kind of the first thing no, that, a great that came to mind where the, in my head I was terrified and even just like shaking. Like when I left the room and was like trying to hype, hype myself up to go in there and be this goofy teacher guy. Like I was so scared. And mm. then, kids it really paid off like kids loved it yeah like they wanted my autograph and they they totally played along that's awesome and yeah it was worth it is there a video of this incident yeah it's on youtube oh wow look it up later is the is your rap at the wedding on youtube (laughs) (laughs) that's what we really want to see yeah no i hope not i hope that one's not yeah but thanks for playing along to the questions guys there's one more category sure yeah quick break okay So the last category, we've talked a little bit about chance, a little bit about risk, and this is uh, a little discussion about reward. It's something that's given in recognition of one's service, effort, or achievement. That's the definition of reward. So if I was to relate that to gambling or to risk, I don't think this definition matches really greatly with that because service, effort, or achievement, like there's not really effort or achievement in gambling. Is there? Necessarily. I think maybe that's maybe that's where the problem comes is that you believe that it's something that you did mm. and it makes you believe that you can do it again kind of like in gambling if you are rewarded you win that definition if you believe that that's what happened that you did something well or you were lucky or you wore the right socks or you rubbed the right person's head or whatever mm. like you've achieved it and you can do it again. Yeah. Like it's repeatable and you're, and you deserve it. Yeah. You earned, yeah. That you earned it because right. of what you've done. It, it, like, like this whole talk, it's like there's a spectrum because there are professional poker players. Right. That will win more often than not. So there's skill. Sure. For some kinds of gambling. Yeah. But all, and I wonder of, if those guys think of it less as gambling and more like that's just the, game like the or the job I have. The game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that right. And I am rewarded because it's like I'm it's like I'm paid to do my but work. But like slot machines. Right. You can't you know you, say just, that there's a method to it. No. Hmm. I don't think. Yeah, it's a tricky, I think some tricky people word do. in this context. 
Do you have a different, like, do you have another definition for reward? I don't. No, I should have thought of that more. I'm only really thinking about that now as we're talking about it. No, because yeah, I think if you go into gambling, yeah, the poker versus slot machine thing is, is worth mentioning too, for sure. Because I think playing poker, the the money side of it is what drives the, the game. It's like the point system, right? Like you just any any game you want, if you're playing competitively, you need to win and you need to keep track of scores somehow the money is how you keep track of the score right in poker and there is an element of skill that gets rewarded yeah right and but also luck can beat skill sometimes which is weird yeah yeah yes. it can and luck isn't even like a definable that's, thing that's and that's other games too that don't, or, yeah, don't maybe involve luck money is the wrong word it, no, I like chance it. or but that's a, yeah even games that don't involve money there's element of luck yeah like, that's true if we play cribbage yeah you just, right like you we're not gambling get the good cards yeah but you are you're gambling when you put two cards into the into the crib or whatever like yeah there almost are two categories of gambling aren't there really if you think about it there's like the absolute luck chance games of chance. you know mm-hmm. roulette or 50 50 tickets. craps yeah right yeah or there's the bingo the games where you learn the game and you can be Right. You might not always win, but for sure you won't always win. Even but 21, there's people can count cards and mm-hmm. there's a way that you can have more success if you know what to do. And I love how casinos can identify the people and kick them out because you're you're too good. It's not illegal. No, but... But they don't they want do. you to do it because no. you're going to win their, more of their money. <laughs> <laughs> what about gambling, like sports gambling? Like that, is that a game of... Is that chance or skill? Like if you win money... Oh, man betting on professional sports are you being rewarded in the sense of that definition where you've earned it because you study you the know game more or, you know more yeah. than the odds makers or you she's a mutter jerry yeah like you know those <laughs> facts about well, that's why sports betting is kind of gross because it plays on people's like passion there's like, a trick there that you could be the one to figure it out and unlock it and be rewarded because you might know more about yeah and it's like strategic betting like you hedge your bets or you yeah parlay the under or you i don't even understand the words i've I've heard those words i just don't know what they mean (laughs) yeah but i i i understand it right like it is like i've had the instinct watching a team that i like to bet against them so i'm happy either way yeah i can see that times you know a few bucks and then ah if they lose well i have one money yeah do you like we've we've kind of mentioned addiction but i we haven't like i kind of want to talk about it directly and sorry chris you're the is this That's an okay. okay time to do it well for can i ask you two questions about reward and then we'll yeah and we'll maybe end with sure, that is that yeah. all right because i th- i think we do need to talk about that okay so let's roll the dice one more time graham okay here we go we're doing That's it six questions about reward you're going to get question two, two. How do you reward yourself? Keep in mind, this is a PG show. (laughs) (laughs) That's a really good question. I mean, I just think of times where I think it's been a long week or a long day. It's usually food related, right? Go out for dinner, right? Order a pizza, have a beer. Like it's usually sustenance. Um, Maybe it's, maybe it's, um, 
a movie, you know, something like an indulgent thing with time. But yeah, beyond that, I don't really know how I. Yeah, good question. Ty, do you have an answer to that? How do I reward uh, myself? I high five myself a lot. <laughs> Sometimes I take long showers. <laughs> I by myself. last night I finished marking a a whole bunch of again shout out to my social ten students uh, a whole bunch of essays last night I marked a whole bunch and when I finished I made myself a plate of nachos. Nice. Yes, as my reward. Deserved it. Pretty yeah. sure you're gonna say jujubes, but. Me too. No. Shanna told me to get you jujubes for tonight, and I got these chocolate things. That's a good question. Do you think everyone rewards himself in some way? My <laughs> quick answer would be yes, for sure. Mm-hmm. But I mean, probably some people aren't reward motivated. Maybe mm-hmm. if you're extremely selfless, which is hardly anybody, or if you, I think everybody rewards themselves some in some way. Yeah. Well, and it's sometimes you like the nacho thing. It's like I. In my head, I thought I'm going to reward myself. I like I literally this, yeah. thought those words. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but there are other things you do where you do make a selfish decision, and you justify it because you've earned it somehow. Yeah, but you sure. don't. But you don't necessarily think this is a reward for what I did, right? Like, and no. that can be a like. My wife and I went on a trip recently. We, I didn't think of that as a reward at all, but I, it was something I was able to do because of other things I had done. So in a way, and it was for us. So, in, so some people we, might look at that as a reward. Yeah, we reward, like, and we, we made it happen ourselves. So it's like we rewarded mm. ourselves, I guess. But that is kind of but, the language we use. People will go on a trip yeah. and you guys deserve that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's right. You burn yeah. that, you deserve it. Yeah. I had this hang up for a long time about music, like that you should always learn to play on like a crappy instrument hmm. and you should, you should, you got to put your time in to make sure that you like it before you get something before good, before you get something good, before you buy the Nord. Sure. Or in my case, 20 years of playing before the <laughs> Nord. But so that's why that, that base I got was like, there was the exact mentality I had the whole time. Like I bought a bit of a cheaper one, but I got to make sure I commit to this for a couple of years, make sure I'm doing something with it before I then invest. Hmm. So it's kind of a reward too, I think. Yeah, like I, mm-hmm. I, t- I, I deem myself worthy. Like I've, I've now attained. Right. <laughs> you know. I now deserve this, and I'm gonna reward myself with this. Yeah. Good question. Give him the one. What? Let's have Tyler roll yeah. the dice. Oh, Let's do it. Six. All right. Here have we, we done this one already? No, but it's sort of awkwardly worded. So see what you can make of this. You're good at this, though. <laughs> what would a person have to do to deserve more than someone else? Um, well, I like asking the socials teacher that. That's good. Yeah, my we just to be clear for the listeners, we haven't paused it this time to give me time to think about it. This is all in real time. <laughs> this time, yeah. so I may change my answer afterwards. But I want to say nobody deserves more than anyone else, regardless of what they've done. That's what I want to say. Mm-hmm. Do you believe that? Did you just finish the Communist Manifesto, or you're partway through <laughs> Not it? Not that long ago. <laughs> Um, <laughs> literally <laughs> yeah so what is the like do I actually believe that well, what would someone have to do to deserve something more yeah. right yeah yeah but I don't think I possible. don't think inherently you what you deserve is determined by like what you well does Chris deserve an Oscar no over Leo DiCaprio <laughs> I mean think about it <laughs> But like deserve is like earn like some of these things are just 
okay, this is going to get too philosophical, but like they're all just things we create because we want to essentially like we want to recognize actors that we like because it creates more entertainment for us. But does Leonardo DiCaprio actually deserve the like may like the the wealth or the life that he has more than Chris does? Now that's a question worth asking. <laughs> Is his contribution to society more than mine? Or does yes does anyone deserve like uh, regardless of what you do, does anyone deserve to be that much higher above other people? How about a little bit higher? Just a little bit. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I like. I, I still like kind of what I said at the beginning. Where yeah, it's like yeah, inherent, we'll inherently. Yeah. We don't, but then when it comes to like, like right now, if we if we talk about what people get paid to do for their work, like should everyone get paid exactly the same thing? I would say I I don't. That's not necessarily what I'm saying. I'm saying inherently as a person, I don't know if they are worth more. But sure. I get that we have put our system operates on supply and demand and what we want and we and value valuing and, certain things and we value others. some things over other things. So according to society, you can earn more than other people. I love that answer. Well, according to society, that's good. Time. <laughs> I did just read the communist manifesto. So it's <laughs> good. Good questions, Chris. Thanks guys for, yeah, that's a little risky to just be fired questions at you. They were good. They're really good. Yeah. Yeah. I wondered, you said something about reward earlier, Tyler, that made me think about addiction too. Just the, um, I forget exactly how you said it now. But chasing? Was it something? The chasing, chasing. Yeah. yeah. Well, we did, you know, our, one of our lost episodes was a great conversation about addiction Yeah. with a fellow and we couldn't use that audio. So I would love one day to return to that topic hmm. in earnest and just really delve mm-hmm. into it. This is, this is about that too. Yeah. But yeah. I'm not, I don't feel qualified. Like it's, there's a lot that I don't understand about addiction. Would Would you guys say that you have, I've heard this phrase used before, like addictive personality. Would you say, like we've been talking about alcohol and smoking and mostly gambling on this episode, but like, do you, would you say that you, do you think that's a thing that some people are more, have addictive personalities and others I, don't? I'm, I'm awfully skeptical when I hear people say that. And and I and I I don't really know why. Maybe it is possible to be a, have more addictive personality. I don't really understand what that means, to be honest. Like I don't really quite get it. Does it mean you're more susceptible to being addicted to things? Right, like chemically, the, the chemically, right, or genetically predisposed? I, I, so I don't, I don't, I don't necessarily not believe people when they say that. I just don't totally understand what they mean. I guess. I, I sometimes have this like there, but for the grace of God, go I kind of idea with like, I get that there's draws for things like drugs and alcohol and sex and gambling, where if I let myself go to a place that I could enjoy that to a level that was beyond what's sort of like dabbling in it, that that could be a real trouble area. And I can see how a person gives everything over to that like i don't agree with it and i don't think i think there was a place where that person should have stopped mm-hmm. right but i can see that a person gets there in a way like i'm sympathetic to it right right yeah like the people who are more susceptible maybe yeah for whatever reason 
or there was an opportunity to put the brakes on and you kind of flew past that and now you're trapped or whatever. Right. I don't really get how that mm. your like brain's operating either under addiction, but I wouldn't like judge. I would try not to judge an addict. Right. I, I, I hope I didn't come across like that. Like, right. No, you didn't at all. No, I, just, I didn't think. No. And that's just, kind that, of, just that phrase I've heard a lot. And yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's I, kind of why I wanted to kind of get to this topic before we wrapped it up is just because they're, we're talking about things that people really do struggle with. And I think people will listen to us and tell that we aren't currently struggling with the addictive mm-hmm. side of gambling. Yeah. And I don't want to come across as like you say, kind of judgy or unsympathetic to that. But guys, we have, we'll have 200 listeners to this episode. Statistically, four of them have a problem with gambling. Yeah. That doesn't sound as low as I thought initially. That makes it sound like high, like a high number. That's but, but I still what Alberta's I, statistics I, would tell us. Again, I would really be, be curious to come back in five, ten years after this onslaught of advertising and opening up mm-hmm. avenues of gambling. Yeah. To see what happens to the population. Because you're gonna get more people with the, with that net. We haven't really said or maybe we've tipped our hat a little bit to whether we think like gambling can it be morally like ambiguous or what's the word innocuous where gambling's just a thing what you do with it is good or bad yeah or do you think like gambling is don't mess with it it can bite you we don't well, have to answer that no, well, I, I think, think we, we kind can... of well i feel like i already sort of did mm-hmm. like yeah. that i engage in gambling activity yeah and we've talked about other things like having beer and like, I don't think we, or at least I'll speak for myself with it when it comes to gambling. I don't view gambling itself as the, the, the evil or the, the evil, but I don't know. Maybe it is like, would the way I thought of, I almost asked this question earlier, like, would society be better if there just was no, if we didn't have any formal gambling like, yeah, uh, if it just wasn't around. Would it make society better? That's a good question. And you could ask, I think when we talked about weed on like episode four, we kind of asked yeah. that, that kind of question too. Like, yeah. would it just be better if we just didn't, I think we actually talked about alcohol on that episode. Said like, what if we just like, there's alcohol was just illegal. Like there's just like, would the world be better? And I kind of think the answer is yes, but here I am still partaking yeah. and participating. It kind of sums it up, doesn't it? Like, right. Yeah, of course you'd yeah. be better off not drinking, but cheers. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Cool. Well, thanks, Chris, for that uh, research and you topic. Bet. Great idea. And very current and relevant. Yeah. Well, it was watching a hockey game that I thought, oh, Alberta, yeah. how about gambling yeah. since it seems but to even be just everywhere. The, the information you found, I was not aware of that, but it's almost like it creeps in. Mm-hmm. You don't really notice it. I did reach out to Evan. He didn't get back to the harmonious gentleman, which is too bad because I'd hope to talk to him or record him yeah. reading part of his article or whatever. But I will share that article because it's really great. It's it's kind of written from his perspective of volunteering for one of his kids at a casino and just the things he observed and some stories he took in and hmm. it's really powerfully written. I saw a Louis Thoreau documentary years ago. You guys maybe seen this. He's a British guy who does documentaries, little short form ones. And he did one about ca- uh, casinos and about these high rollers that these, the rich, usually elderly people in these casinos just roll the red carpet out for them. They fly them in, they get them a room, they walk them down to the floor and 
but they all it, it just it really opened my eyes to like the, the the business aspect of it and like just the it's like a machine like a giant mm-hmm. crushing machine of the just like the money that people it, it just it shocked me like i yeah. wasn't quite aware of like how much money some people will just yeah and at some point i'm watching this i'm like they're not even trying to win really like i don't think that's mm. even the point anymore like it's been years they've spent millions in casinos they have not won near that amount so like they're but they're just doing it. it's almost like a habit kind of freaked me out maybe that's mm-hmm. why i'm so scared to to ever gamble mm-hmm. i don't know anyway we'll do an episode from a casino maybe next time <laughs> yeah the new casino in red deer hey you yeah. guys been you know, I went with the Dreegers. We went for lunch. We didn't gamble. We yeah. just thought, what's well, a weird place we would never normally yeah. eat? And how about the casino? How was it? Great Chinese food. <laughs> I've heard. Yeah. Okay. Speaking of Chinese food, we should wrap this thing up. <laughs> oh, that's <was> good. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for playing along for, uh, throughout the episode, you guys, mm-hmm. uh, as we talked about risk, reward, and chance. I enjoyed that. Um, we like to end with confessions and or recommendations, so not knowing which you're going to do. Mm-hmm. Graham, do you have something you'd like to conf- yeah. confess or recommend? Uh, it's, it's kind of both, but confession is like I'm kind of a hot tub person now, <laughs> Oh, <laughs> and I kind of hate myself for it. Are you like why? house coats and lotions and all that why, too? Tyler, I don't know. I just <laughs> like I have a you know like a rope. No, like I just <laughs> we got our house. It had a hot tub. Came with it. I was I didn't think it even we'd even turn it on. I didn't really care. But then we got it got it got it going, and now it's like I kind of want to get out of here and go hop oh, in. Oh, sorry, we're keeping you. Yeah, seriously, no. But it's like, been, are you a every night hot tub? Pretty guy? much wow. when I'm around. Yeah, it's hard not to in the evenings. Like it's just there. Do you shower still, uh, before you still, bed? Yeah, I was going to say, do you still bathe or shower? Uh, I got to rinse afterwards. Got to take care of your skin. Okay. Yeah. So I do have a shower. Anyway, I don't, I don't know if it's really a confession. I just never really thought I would be the kind of person that would like have this really hot water running in the backyard through all the winter just to dip hmm. in for 20 minutes a night. But it's, uh, and I haven't gotten my first bill yet for energy. So I guess we'll oh, see. Oh yeah, wait till that comes. <laughs> and we'll you, you Plus no the chemicals are be... a pain in the butt. Like what you have to do, it's, it's, yeah, but overall, I just feel a little guilty that I like it so much. But hmm. I also recommend having a hot tub. Get a hot tub. <laughs> because it is uh, it's really cool. Nice. It's also like a non-screen thing that we, you know, like I don't, you know what I mean? Like I, the routine was like, yeah, watch a show or watch a movie and even whatever. Now it's just hot tub, mm-hmm. you know, and it's nice. You can't get an outdoor TV? We talked about it, but no. Okay. Not Not seriously. <laughs> There's like a hockey game on. I might bring my phone out to sort of watch <laughs> right, a little right. bit. Put it on the edge. Yeah. But that would be mine. But plus, we are going to record an episode in the hot tub one of these, uh, yeah. these ones. Oh, nice. Yeah. Should it be disgusting, but also nice? <laughs> <laughs> I keep it very clean. I keep it very clean. A lot of bromine in that thing. That's so much bromine. <laughs> I have a, a confession, I guess, too. And it it's related to the, the topic of gambling. It, it At school... When I have, over the years, I've had the opportunity to teach younger classes. Like I teach high school normally, but every once in a while I have to cover a a grade five class or a grade six class. And one way I've used to to kind of kill time is to play games with the students using something called Captain Cash, which is money that I've created with my face on it that serves 
no purpose. Like it, it's meaningless. It, the only value it has is the value that the students put on it. Right. But we'll play games that are a hundred percent just gambling games. Mm, yeah. Like if you want to play this round, you got to put a dollar in <laughs> and then they'll put a dollar of captain cash in and then we'll wow. all roll a dice and it's like, okay, put your hand on your head. If you think it's going to be even hand mm, on your butt, if it's nice. odd, yeah. you get eliminated. And then eventually it works, go round by round and then someone takes the pot. Um, and they have useless captain cash. Yeah. And I'm, my this is kind of how Bitcoin started. Well, this is how gambling addiction starts. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. So, and I've, yeah, so that's my confession is that I, even though I am opposed to, I mean, I think gambling addictions are um, something to be concerned about. I may be part, a part of the problem to a, a small degree. In my mind. <laughs> Would yeah. this episode reflecting on it get you to rethink the way you use Captain Cash? I think so. I mean, yeah, I think so. Hmm. I'll probably Look at that. take that game out of my, yeah. my repertoire. This podcast is changing lives, Graham. Yeah. yeah. Left and right. <laughs> yeah. Cool. You're right, my left. <laughs> and everybody deserves the same amount of Captain Cash, regardless <laughs> right. of what they've I done. I assume that was the case already. <laughs> if you want to claim your Captain Cash... <laughs> Uh, Chris, how would you do that? Well, if you send an email to harmoniousgentleman at gmail.com, Tyler would probably send you at least $1 in Captain Cash. Oh, for sure. Just send the PDF. They can print it themselves. <laughs> Unlimited. Money is this meaningless. This is sort of what our federal Money is bank is doing right now, actually. Yeah. yeah you can also... Uh, Screw the interest rates. <laughs> you can also follow us on social media. Maybe I'll post a, a picture of Captain Cash. Nice. It'll make a nice, you easy post. Should. Yeah. One day. Sweet. Okay. Well, thanks. Uh, so that was your second sort of solo episode, Chris, mm-hmm. plan. So you're two for two. Mm. You're teaching yeah. me stuff every time. I love it. Yeah. Oh, great. And uh, I'll be next. You're next. And I got a guest. So. Really? Yeah. This isn't what you were talking to us about. No, that's 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 the next. That's my next one. I guess. Oh, okay. My, okay. First, yeah. Well, that's exciting. Cool. We're excited for that. Where we're going to meet the person at. So we'll see. Yeah. Hey, also, guys, as we close here, if you're still with us, oh, my goodness, it's an hour and a half episode or so. Oh, sorry, it might guys. be one of our longer ones, but hope you've enjoyed it. I know I have. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was worth the gamble. Yeah, it might have been a risk to listen this long. But <laughs> yeah, poker face. Paid off. Well, I guess we'll see you next time. Yeah. On this episode of, or our, no, not this episode. Our nope. podcast. On this podcast. Well, this was an episode of the podcast. Which right. is now over. Yeah. Thankfully. But what's it called? Harmonious G's. (laughs) (laughs) Harmonious gentlemen.